This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And today's subject is one we've talked about a few years ago, and that's canine adolescents. But one of our trainers who has a just-turned-10-month-old puppy. A hot-mess adolescent. <laughs> yes. Has said we need to revisit it. <laughs> but since Petra and I have litter brothers who are a year and a half and are just coming out of adolescence on the other side we agreed we need to revisit this a lot of puppy owners don't realize that puppies actually go through adolescence they think there's puppies and then they're grown up and we talk about in our puppy and basic obedience classes every single group class because it's so vital I teach most of the puppy classes, and I'm trying to prepare them. Your puppy is not undergoing demonic possession. It is a growth stage. Help them through it and don't kill them, and they will grow into wonderful adult dogs. Well, it's so funny. So many people in the puppy classes like, oh, it, it, it won't be so bad because she's by my side. She just loves second. me. Just, she would never go through that. She'd never leave my side. I I'm not worried Just about wait. <laughs> I'm wait. not worried about the cum. Right. Because yeah. she wants to be with me on a walk. Yes. She never that was me. someone in class this week. Was it? They've got a cute little yellow lab. They take him to here locally in San Diego. There's a beach called Dog Beach where the dogs are allowed. We've been taking him to Dog Beach. And of course, the first thing I asked was Is he on leash or on a long leash? Oh, no. And he comes. He comes all the time. He talked to you too, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, like really, now? And that's exactly what I said. Give it a month or two. (laughs) Same words I said. And what is the most prevalent age of people starting basic class with their dog? Uh, Dogs are adolescents. Yes. So that's, let's talk about the age of adolescents. The worst of adolescence for most dogs, as a general rule, is between 9 and 12 to 14 months. Mm -hmm. I like to tell people who have a 10, 11-month-old, medium-sized dog, think of that as a 14 to 15-year-old teenager. And then the look on their face is like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But some puppies will start showing signs of going into adolescence at six to seven months. That's or, not the worst, but you, they're seeing some changes from their puppy to a teenager. I still swear that Walter hid adolescence at 10 weeks. But anyway. Yeah, well, that was Walter. <laughs> and I'm not going to argue with there you. There are exceptions to the rule. <laughs> yeah. And then there are some that hit a little bit later. One of my Australian shepherds <laughs> years ago, I have to admit, I was getting a little bit of a big head yeah, because <laughs> he, Riker. Riker was such a good boy, and he was such a good puppy. Uh-huh. And eight months came, no adolescence. Nine months came, no adolescence. Ten months came. And then when he was about a year and a half, in front of a class, no less, 
I uh-huh. said, Riker, sit. And he went, talk to the paw. <laughs> and I went, I don't want to be seen with you. Wait, that's my good boy. That That's Riker. That's my good boy. And I could hear Petra I, behind me I laughing so hard. She was like, wow, we went through adolescence so smoothly. And I was like, uh-huh. And then, bam, it hit right in front of the clock. And it was like he hit a brick wall. There was no sliding into this. There was no, no gradual. It was like, okay. Turn the switch on. Boom. Yeah. And boy, did I hear about it. Never since, none of my dogs, ever since have I said, Easy adolescence, good dog. I've just watched them because I know at some point it's going to come up and bite me in the you-know-what. So anyway, there's a lot of changes that go on in adolescence, both physical and behavioral. So we're going to talk about the physical in the first half of this podcast, and then we'll talk about behavioral because behavior is where we hear from most people that they're having an issue. They're confused. So with the physical aspects of adolescence, it basically it's it's puberty. The puppy is going from puppyhood to transitioning to adulthood. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of physical changes. One of the most important things you have to keep in mind at this point is they need good food. This is not the time to skimp on food for your dog. And don't think what you fed your dog at 10 weeks is going to work when your puppy is five months. And puppy food is not necessarily what you should look for. Puppy food is very high in calorie, very high in fat. But you do want a good quality food. I look for one that's all life stages, good quality. And then I adjust the amount that I feed the puppy dog depending on where they are in their growth stage. Right. We do hear from students who say, he doesn't want to eat. And I say, just wait. He's going to eat. He's not going to starve. He's going to be getting ready for a growth spurt, and then he'll be ravenous. Mm -hmm. Because growth isn't even. The puppy will grow, and then he'll plateau, and then he'll grow, and then he'll plateau. And not all parts grow evenly. Sometimes they grow a nose. Sometimes they got a big head. Sometimes their back legs are long, and their front legs haven't caught up yet. It's kind of the fun part about having puppy class once a week. Yes. Is we see the difference (laughs) in a week. Right. And the owners are like, really? He did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, we have, I know a lot of times I've even said, you know what? You need to up his food a little bit. We shouldn't yeah. be seeing that bone eating or something. Just oh, but he's getting the same cup and a half that he's always gotten. Right. Yeah, exactly. but yeah, things have changed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And with Hero, my year and a half old, coming out of adolescent teenager, hopefully, you hope, hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully. Keep saying it. He's long-legged and gangly. I think he's got most of his growth now, and now all he'll he need to do is fill out. But sometimes he'll put on another growth spurt. You know, it depends on the individual dog. Bones had Bones is short stuff. He's stocky, but short stuff. He had all his height before a year, but Hero's still been growing. So it's going to vary by the dog. Another thing that I don't you... think I've ever done that with a puppy dog. Now that you mention, oh, we did it on our door. Yes. We, you know how you put kids and you yeah, put the mark on the, the silk? Mm-hmm. We uh-huh. did that with our dogs here. Yes, we did. We had a growth chart. That yeah. was a comparison of all of our dogs, but it'd be kind of fun to do that with a puppy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Side track. Your next one. Your next puppy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. 
It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. If you've ever shared your home and heart with a charmingly naughty animal who's always up to mischief, you'll fall in love with the Klepto Kitty who stars in Talk to the Paw by Melinda Metz. Talk to the Paw is a funny, heartwarming novel about a single girl, a single guy, and MacGyver, an adorable tabby cat with a not-so-adorable habit of stealing from the neighbors. Talk to the Paw is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Visit kensingtonbooks.com for more info. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. The uh, next thing you need to pay attention to during adolescence is the puppy's teeth. Usually by the time they hit adolescence, eight, nine months as they start going into it, most of the baby teeth should be gone and the adult teeth coming in. But those big molars in the back can still be coming in at that point. And you can see teething problems. He might run a little bit of a fever, have an upset tummy, might want to chew on everything. So keep stuff around for him to chew on. If he seems anxious, give him some ice cubes to chew on. But keep an eye on it and make sure all the baby teeth have fallen out. Yeah, yeah, got to have room for that. I, I don't panic if they're still there, but keep an eye uh, on them. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. yeah, especially if they don't look like they're going to come out. Yeah, I mean, not loosening. Sometimes kind of dogs, so, some so, are just they're, they're like in there firmly. Yeah, you need to get to the vet. Yeah, give them some to chew on. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that isn't really something that's going to to cause a problem but it catches some puppy owners by surprise is the coat actually changes you know puppy coat is generally soft fuzzy stuff even for short hair dogs there's usually some soft puppy coat and then four five six months depending on the breed or the mixture of breeds you generally see a change of coat like down a, the spine. Yeah, like a <laughs> strike. Yeah. We've got a, a golden yeah. in class right now. He's got that. He's got all this fluffy everywhere and then this smooth laying right flat. Down the middle. <laughs> right down the middle. And the owner was like, is that okay? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And then gradually over a few months as they go into puberty, adolescence, the adult coat will spread mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll lose more and more of that puppy coat. Often the last remnants of the puppy coat are behind the ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Hero actually oh, still has some of that. Yeah. <laughs> One issue of the physical growth of the puppy that we talk about often and talk to a student about just this week, exercising wisely. Right. Yes. It's a hard thing for owners because their puppy dogs, their teenagers, are usually so bursting with energy that they get desperate to work that energy out of them. And the first thing they think of is run the dog. Mm-hmm. Running or biking. Running alongside running. the bike. Taking yeah. him jogging or yeah. throwing the ball 15 million times. Mm-hmm. And they're so relieved when they've tired the dog out. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we can have a nice quiet night. But that can have long-term physical ramifications. 
The growth plates on the long bones of your puppy, and when I say long bones, that doesn't necessarily only mean medium to large to giant-sized dogs. It's small dogs, too. But the long bones of the legs and shoulders and hips, the growth plates often don't close or, or stop growing until the puppy's 14, 16 months of age. Repetitive exercise like running, either with you or alongside the bike, that repetitive exercise, bang, 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 bang on the ground, or too much jumping, jumping for the frisbee and landing, jumping for the frisbee and landing, jumping and landing, jumping, can damage those growth plates. And then there's the possibility of the bone won't continue to grow correctly, mm-hmm. or the ends of the bones are damaged and you've got a dog who's going to develop arthritis too early. And we knew of a case of that. We did. Yeah, it was a number of years ago. But uh, a German Shepherd breeder friend of ours had mentioned that to one of his puppies. This uh, gentleman wanted to do Schutzund and started the puppy at 10 weeks. And then was extremely upset by the time the dog hit like a year and a half with the breeder saying he sold him a bad puppy. But come to find out, he worked this little dude so hard and Growth plates were damaged. And he had arthritis before he he was two. Yeah, very sad. And once you've got it, there's nothing... I mean, arthritis is not curable. You can use pain meds, anti-inflammatories, but you can't make it go away once it's there. A woman with an owner called me because she wanted to start her puppy with agility. That was her life goal dream. And I said, great, but start with flat work. Find an agility instructor, because that's not my forte, but who can teach you how to make the signals and the turns and just jump over poles on the ground and not climb weight yeah not climb big ramps and a-frames and don't do the hurdles and things like that until your puppy is ready mm-hmm. but there's a lot you can do in the meantime that will make sure. agility more fun so i think i kind of she was a little disappointed at first that they couldn't immediately go into leaping over hurdles mm-hmm. but and i i had this a similar, I could have gone wrong with Hero because I found out by accident he absolutely loves frisbees. One of the other trainers here was throwing a frisbee for another dog, and Hero just threw himself into the air and twisted in the air. And I'm watching in horror as he's coming down, going, He's going to hurt himself. Yeah. He didn't, but after three throws of the frisbee, and I watched him each time, I grabbed him and drug him off because if he'd have continued to do that as an immature, I think he was only about a year old at that time, as an immature teenager, he would have done himself lasting harm. Oh, yeah. Lasting harm. And I'm still not playing Frisbee with him yet. When he's two, then I'll pull it out. He'll be stronger. The growth plates will be closed. And I'll start with low throws to try and get him so that he knows his body and how to land. You just have to practice throwing first, Liz. Hey, I went to the World World Frisbee Championships with... What, 50 years ago? Yeah, so it just takes some more... It was a lot longer ago than that. But it just takes practice. (laughs) Hey, she was being nice saying 15. So... I did, but we're not talking about it. So anyway, exercise wisely. 
And here's one that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Puberty. Your dog's body changes. He Bluntly, he becomes a sexual, he or she becomes a sexual being. The girls will come into season if they've not been spayed. And a lot of the research now for large, medium and large size dogs especially is to wait until the growth plates have closed to have them spayed or neutered. And I'll let you do your own research on that, listeners. But because of that change, owners are now seeing more sexual activity under their dogs <laughs> than they're, than used, they're to. used to. The girls well, come in the season, the boys discover their boys. And it was one of our classes recently, this gentleman, I think he's he's single and he has a female dog and he was talking about waiting till about a year to spay her. And I said, oh, that's great. So do you have plans on if she happens to come into her cycle or her heat? And she looks at me with his big eyes like, what? What's she going to do? What? What? I said, well, you know, they have these cute little panties now. You can get them all sorts of colors. And, you know, and he's looking at me like, Dear what? Like, what? <laughs> like, well, you know, online or go to like, Petco. And he's just like, what? <laughs> I had to giggle. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, like, did we forget about that part before she gets to here? I never thought of it. And yeah. most girls come into season between six and nine months of age. Very few come in sooner than six months, but some of them may not come in till closer to a year. But six to nine months is the, the normal. <laughs> and yes, it can be interesting, but that's a, that could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good he at least knows. He now knows. Now he can adjust <laughs> to yeah. that reality. Yeah, so it doesn't all of a sudden happen. He goes, what? He now knows what to expect. Well, as a vet tech, I do remember somebody running, bringing their dog in in an emergency because it was bleeding down there. Oh, dear. And we had to have a little talk about the facts of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty then, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the behavior aspects of adolescence because this is, this is where we get most of the questions. Um, my puppy was wonderful. He listened to me. He he stayed close. He always came when I called. He always came when I called. He was so wonderful. And now he's eight months old, and he's horrible. He doesn't even seem to know his name anymore. I call him, and he runs the other way. He's chewing on everything. everything. He's lifting his leg. He may be humping things. He may be humping things. Girls, too. (laughs) She may be humping things. Adolescents. Well, think about when you were a kid, when you were a teenager. I was perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was 25 when I went back to my mom and said, I'm sorry. And I wasn't even a terrible kid. I know I gave my mom a hard time, but, but I know a lot of kids and my neighborhood who were a whole lot worse but if we think about the human teenager and this is the easiest comparison to make we can talk about your daughter go right ahead because <laughs> if you weren't i weren't <laughs> so patra's daughter and we won't call her by name we'll just say patra's daughter who is now a young adult in her 20s successful in her career wonderful young woman but she did go through a difficult few years and when we say it takes a village to raise a child, it did. I can remember a number of evenings she sat here in the Kindred Spirits office doing homework and 
Kate and I took turns talking her through <laughs> subject matter. <laughs> there was that time when she vacillated between the sullen, never bringing her eyes up from the ground, and then looking at you and rolling her eyes. Yeah. Oh, that yes. That was a fun time. That, that was, was really fun. Yeah. That beanie. She wore a knitted hat and would never, ever take it off. Longest time. (laughs) I wanted to go up behind her and just snatch it off her head. (laughs) Yeah. Because she had beautiful hair. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what adolescence is all about. You try new things. Yeah. And you push buttons. Yeah. Yeah. She knew. And it's a phase and they all grow up. (laughs) She knew that that beanie pushed buttons. Everyone's buttons. And, you know, at some point you got to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. But if we look at human teenagers, one, we know scientifically that their brain is changing. The brain is physically changing. Mm-hmm. And we know during that stage they don't make good decisions. They're trying to see where the boundaries of authority is. And if they push those boundaries, what happens? Because part of it is that also, I am now grown up, I think, teenager speaking, uh-huh. I know everything, and I am invincible. Correct. So the yes. boundaries don't apply to me anymore. Right. Right. Dogs do the same thing, yep. just in slightly different ways. Mm-hmm. Hero went through a stage where he forgot his name, and he forgot come, and he, and I'm not sure why, he forgot lie down and stay. He could do sit, stay, but he forgot lie down and stay. That just went whoosh right out of his head. So my big thing with adolescence, what I can tell through the dog's behavior that they're starting to hit adolescence is they go back on the leash, just like they were with a puppy. And I'm proactive in making sure that as much as humanly possible, I can help them make the right decision. Because that's... Right there, rule number one, when you have a teenager, they're not going to make a good decision. Right. Exactly. Prepare for it. Block it. Mm-hmm. And help them make good ones, but know that on their own, this is the time they're not going to make a good decision. That's between 9 and 12 months, which is the horrible part, is when Hero was pushing the buttons on my five-year-old dog. Yep. And... Bones doesn't cut any slack when he corrects a teenager. (laughs) He is fast. Oh my gosh, is he fast. I don't think I've ever seen a dog move that fast to correct a puppy. He is fast. He hits with his chest. He rolls the teenager. And then he's loud. (laughs) He's loud. And I have to admit, the first few times he did it, he scared me. Scared you as well as the teenager. Yeah, yeah. And well, it doesn't help that the teenager is going, Oh my god, he's killing me, he's killing me, he's killing me. Right, right. And and I have to admit, even as I've been doing this many, many years and raised many dogs, but my initial reaction was to scold bones because I haven't had a dog correct a, a teenager the way he does as fast and as loud. Then, when I realized that the puppy was never hurt, then I had to, okay, deep breath, and then I would just say, Bones. That's enough. Thank you. And that helped Bones take his stress level down, too, and make some more appropriate corrections. And it started to make you aware of the things that your teenager was Was doing doing, to Bones. Right. 
and you could start preempting him. Right. Mm -hmm. There's two things Bones does not accept, and it comes down to two things that happened to him when he was a puppy. He does not like any dog to body slam him, and he doesn't like to be grabbed from above. By another dog. By another dog. And so when either of those, or worse yet, both of those happen, he does react. And once I figured it out, it made sense. Okay, I see what's going on. So now I can prevent it from happening. But I will say, even though he's fast, he's a very good teacher. Yeah. They do learn. Yeah. They it's do an impression. Learn. Yeah, they do learn. So, well, anyway, some things to help survive this adolescent period, because that's what's important. It, it, you know now that your puppy's going to go through adolescence. So what can we do? First of all, train him. Even if you started puppy training, keep that adolescent brain busy. I did a lot of trick training with Hero during that stage. And we I took him through the therapy dog class. Mm-hmm. He's not mentally ready to do therapy dog work. But kept his brain going. But kept taught him new things and kept his brain going. So when your overactive teenager is driving you crazy, don't go for the three-mile run, but use the use his mental energy. Tire right. him out that way. Exactly. Brain games. Oh, we play brain games. I teach him tricks. He's He probably knows. He knows I'm talking about him right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> new experiences going to new places. Keeping it good mm-hmm. in the end, but challenging his emotional responses. Yes. That'll tire him out. Yes. We've done a lot of traveling while Patron and my... Yeah. Puppies were growing up. I yeah. I think we figured out they've got about 6,000 6, miles under their belt, and they're only a year and a half. Yep. So they've had a lot of experiences that way, too. So train them. Keep that brain busy. You know, and each one's different. I mean, I've got Poncho and Tango, and they are brothers. Same parents, just they're two years apart. But adolescence, okay, this is going to sound silly. I mean, granted, you know, we get frustrated with adolescence, but adolescence was more goofy with Tango. Hero's brother, mm-hmm. and adolescence with Poncho, I always wanted to kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's. It's a like, oh. yeah. So um, you're gonna live to see one. <laughs> you know? Okay. Well, let's take a break in our discussion for the moment and talk about our sponsor for "It's a Doggy Dog World." Bissell, yes, of the carpet cleaner fame, <laughs> that Bissell recently sent us one of their new bark bath dog bathing systems. Say and that it, again. <laughs> bark. bark- Bath dog bathing system. Well done. Well done. I didn't have a problem with it until you mentioned it. Now I'm not going to be able to say it again. I'm so impressed. This system allows dog owners to bathe their dog inside the home in any room of the house. And that's one of the key points that Bissell makes about it. Since my dogs usually get washed outside under the hose, I'm sure my dogs are going to figure this is a big improvement. They're going to love it. Um, the one thing I was impressed with, uh, just unpacking the unit itself, that was uh, very portable, very easy. Probably the best thing about it, it had the long hose. I don't know how many times you get different things, even if it's a, like a blower dryer for the dog. The hoses just seem Oh, the cord? The, no, the hose. Oh, the, the hose. hose oh, okay. The cord is a decent length, um, but the hose itself was really nice. And it's putting everything together. It was just pop, snap, boom, done. It was quick, easy. Simple, lightweight. It reminds me of the, the, the Bissell Little Green Machine. I used to have yes. one of those. Yeah. And um, that was fun. That was good. But the hose on the bark bath 
is even longer. Yeah. Right. Which is even nicer. It's very nice. It's Especially very nice. for a big dog. And it's not very firm. It's very flexible, which is oh, nice. the hose. The okay. hose itself is very flexible. That was that was nice. And then just to fill the water units, you got the clean water, easy fill. Um, the the dirty water that was nice. Just pour it out, rinse it out. Pour it was. Yeah, you dirty. made a you made a comment about like, that. I was tickled about the dirty water. So I was like, look, <laughs> just pour it out. It's so cool. Well, you know what? And a lot of carpet cleaners, and I'm not saying piss off, but a lot of carpet cleaners empty in the dirty water is a pain. Is a chore. Yeah. You've got to maneuver it, turn it, twist it, unscrew this, unscrew that, yeah. and it splashes all over the place. Yeah, um, this had like a little spout to it, and you just poured it out. It was very nice. I, yeah, it was a silly thing, but that was like most of us. And even the loose the hair thing. that it vacuumed up, yeah, that just dumped just out. Just dumped too. out. No issue. No issue. Cool. Like that too. My boys liked it. They weren't bothered by the noise. Of course, Walter's used to having clippers. Mm-hmm. So he just stood there and kind of went, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And uh, my short hair boy, he gets those little fine pine needles hairs. So it was kind of nice to be able to vacuum those up. How did you like the shampoo smell? I like that smell a lot. It was nice. Yeah. It's a no-rinse shampoo because I, my I boys I think we are, all rinsed it, though. Yeah, my boys are a little skin reactive. Prone to allergies. <laughs> Prone to allergies. So I went ahead... There's another nice thing, though, is there's a switch. You can go from shampoo water to clear water. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you want to rinse their no-rinse shampoo, you can do that, too. Mm-hmm. But then it still vacuums it up, so there's not as much you have to towel dry or blow dry. And speaking of the noise, they have a really good instructions on how to desensitize your dog. Yeah. And uh, we all saw it and thought, well, if we were to write it, that's what we would have done. Mm-hmm. So it was very nice because that is it is a vacuum. And if your dogs don't like it and you turn your vacuum on the home and they take off, yeah, you're going to have to little work with this. But mm-hmm. our guys are all so used to it. Um they did no think issues. about that because they give you a little rug to put they under do. it. Little rug. To kind of dampen the noise a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little mm-hmm. bit. But mm-hmm. also, they thought about training your puppy dog to accept it, which yeah. is nice. Which is nice to have that in the booklet. Yes. Yes. So I think it overall, it got good reviews from us. I think it's going to take a little practice to get the handheld thing held just right, uh, especially for sucking it back up. Especially on the coated dogs. Whereas Quill, you put that nozzle on him and he just <laughs> arched into it. We almost wanted to give him some privacy. Uh, but overall, it was it was very nice. And that handheld unit where the shampoo vacuum combo is, it has like a window. So as you're vacuuming or sucking the dirt, you can see it. Off, you see it. You're like, whoa. <laughs> that was a that dirty, was a dirty dog. dog. <laughs> Satisfactory. It is. Yeah. Yes. All right, listeners. Well, please visit bissell.com backslash doggy dog, and that's B I S S E L L if you forget how to spell Bissell to learn more and to buy your own Bissell bark bath if you're interested. And if you are interested in it, enter the coupon code doggy dog as one word, and you'll receive two free bottles of no rinse shampoo with your order. That's that's your gift from all of us. But we thank them very much for sponsoring It's a Doggy Dog World. We've had fun getting to know the machine. And now back to our show. Tango and Hero are litter brothers, and they're both silly and slower to grow up. Uh Bones, who has the same mom as those boys, but different dad, went through a challenging adolescence, but not nearly as silly. Yeah. 
yeah, he was Poncho much was more serious. Still, yeah, exactly. Poncho, too. I can remember a few weeks where the only time I said his name was Bones. Mm-hmm. And I really had to stop myself. Thankfully, we had that experience with Walter years ago. Yep. Oh, thankfully? Uh, Thankfully for my learning, my learning curve, I recognized it. I recognized what I was doing and I had to back off and to go, okay, come here, sit. Good, good boy, Bones. So that every time I said his name, it wasn't, oh my God, you've been horrible again. Yeah. (laughs) uh... We can tell when Kate wants to say Uh something. (laughs) Well, it's one of those not my favorite word synergy but things coming together so the trainer that said we needed to do another adolescent because she's got a, another podcast on adolescence yes has an adolescent right oh man has he hit the he, and brick he, wall he hit it oh. like my Riker did he hit it he hit it man. hard and yeah. her first boy kind of he, he pushed a little bit but he, he really breezed but through he really yeah wasn't he wasn't that yeah. bad yeah Yes, and this one is slamming into his brother, slamming Uh into his mom, slamming Uh into every rule that he thinks might exist for him. Mm -hmm. Well, Hero has always been the beta dog, not just because Bones is very definitely the boss dog, but even with his brother, he's Mm -hmm. been the beta dog. He's never pushed things, but with Key's shadow, even Hero was stepping up and correcting him. Yeah, he is. And that was very new. I was kind of standing uh-huh. back going, oh my gosh, look at Hero. Uh-huh. <laughs> to see my 14-year-old 22-pound half-blind cockapoo put that boy down. And so when Shadow walks by, if Walter clears his throat, Shadow hits the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he still pushes the others. And he's pushing his mom. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about that. The other day he was out there and I saw Key look at him and go, she was like gathering up to go deal with him. So I just walked over and took his leash and said, you will come with Auntie Kate for a while. Mm-hmm. And we, he, he helped me with some errands here in the office. And gave Key a chance to breathe. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a student call absolutely panicky because she thought that her adolescent dog had killed one of their chickens. As it turns out, it was a chicken hawk, uh, and the dog came along, scared off the hawk, brought them the body, and then got yelled at. Oh. Uh, so the owner that had watched this, anyway, has two older dogs who like the teenager. So she has been taking that dog up to her house for a couple of hours a week. And then the adolescent teenager mom, dog owner, was going, it is so wonderful. <laughs> so if you know of anybody that has a teenager dog, you know, maybe offer to take them for a stroll in the park. Not Give them a break them. for a little while. Uh-huh. Or if you have one, don't hesitate to ask for some help. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need a break from each other. Yeah. Going back to training, one thing that I spent a lot of time with Hero, especially in the beginning of adolescence, the eight to ten month stage, when his head was swiveling off his neck, is I really worked a lot on attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the whole world was so distracting, and everything was so exciting, and he would just bounce around and smile and wag his tail, and he wasn't being bad, but the world was exciting. So I did a lot of watch-me's, played attention games, really worked on, you know, he didn't have to look at me all the time, but when I asked him to, I wanted him to. 
a lot of it, but in short bursts. In short bursts, right. fun, no corrections, good treats, high value treats, mm-hmm. making a game out of it so that I could go, hero! And he'd go, there you are! So it was fun. It's a nice counterpoint to the hero, what are you doing now? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And catch yourself, because there was times I get frustrated, whether it was Poncho and Adolescence or Tango. You just get frustrated, and you're like, you know what? Hold on. Let me just change it to something I know he can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To change your attitude, because otherwise, yeah, you do get a point of frustration. Before you know it, you're growling at your dog constantly. And you don't want your dog to go, aha, I got her bad again. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that dog owners typically don't do is use the leash in the house (laughs) because they get lulled into the wonderful puppy and he's doing Uh so well now yeah but there's another life change need to go back to that leash for a bit yep teenagers almost invariably chew yeah and a lot of times they'll choose the things that have your scent on them your hand oils Mm -hmm. your remote your cell phone your glasses, your sunglasses, shoes, your shoes, socks, your socks, yeah. your underwear. Yeah. That lovely Roddy there on the third remote. And she mentioned that last week, and I said, Why are you in your third? Put him on leash. Exactly. Put the remote away. Yeah, why is it accessible? Said? No, what did she say? <clears throat> I know, but God, he's so cute. Oh. oh. This is my fourth Roddy, but he is so special. And I'm, oh, man. Yeah, wait until he swallows some pieces of yeah. that remote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's one expensive surgery. Even worse, he has learned that if he picks up the remote and shows it to her, that she'll chase him out into the yard, out into the back. No, no, no. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Use that leash. I leash think, is your best friend. <laughs> I think Hero went back on the leash at about nine, nine and a half months. And he'd drug it around the house. If he wasn't in his crate or outside, he was dragging it. And it was a little bit of torture because my youngest cat went, oh, this is so much fun. And Kirk would chase him, follow him, grab the leash. But you know what? That's okay. That's all right. That's life. But he was on the leash for, again, for another two or three months because my dogs are in the house with me all day. When I'm working. Until he started making better decisions. Until he started making better decisions. When I made sure that he wasn't going for the cat food, he wasn't going for the cat litter box, he wasn't chasing the cat. (laughs) When he wasn't, he he didn't go for shoes and socks so much, but he would pick up anything else that was on the floor. If something missed the trash can, if I, sitting at my desk, wadded up paper, threw it to the trash can and missed, that ended up in the living room shredded. So the leash on just interrupted those things. His, but his biggest distraction was the cats. And in my house, the dogs are not allowed to chase the cats. So he was on the leash. And actually, he's good friends with the kitties. Now. Oh, the cats absolutely adore him. Yeah. Absolutely adore him. Now there's one more thing that we hear a lot about, and that's interrupt rude behavior. Whether it be a nose in the crotch... A paw scratching on your arm, mounting, jump, jumping on you, Whoa. mounting, interrupt rude behavior. Which now, with Shadow doing that to Hero, Hero is finally telling him to stop it. Yes. That's good to see. Yes. Shadow was trying to hump. No, wasn't even trying. Shadow was <laughs> humping Hero. And Hero's a year older than him. That's absolutely rude, 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 mm-hmm. rude. But Hero did finally reach a point where he said, knock it off. Yeah. 
and he's yeah. correcting him. Yeah. Which yeah. is another point. Let's if you have a stable older dog, they can help tell you. What did someone? Uh, who was anyway? Their older dog had all of a sudden started correcting the younger dog, mm-hmm. and they were worried that the older dog was getting cranky. And I said, actually, what has happened is your younger dog's get out of jail puppy card has expired. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Survival of the species says that babies should be protected, and so in canines, usually the first five six months. The puppies are protected by the older dogs. And I have a lot of leeway. They give them mm-hmm. a lot of leeway. Yeah, they do. I've actually, through the years, had, if I corrected a puppy for something, I've had an older dog, one of my older dogs, come over and go, uh, now, mom. And, you know, not growl at me, but give me the eyeball and are you killing the puppy? You shouldn't be killing the puppy. Right. But then six, seven, eight months Whenever the puppy's starting to hit puberty, starting to hit adolescence, then I see the same thing. I notice the older dog's actions change. Their attitude changed towards the puppy. And all of a sudden, the puppy is getting rolled over or growled at or interrupted. So the bad part is that they were worried about the shepherd, the older girl, getting cranky with the young golden. So they were telling her to knock it off. They were interfering. Yeah. Yeah. And the golden was going, all right, I can do no wrong. Mom's got my back. (laughs) So while I was there, the young teenager golden did something to the German shepherd. And she kind of went, er, and then looked around guilty. And I went, oh, what a good girl you are. And her ears went, huh? (laughs) And the golden came back and said, no, no, I can do that. And I told him off while I'm telling the girl what a great job she's doing. So the next time he swung by, she went, a little bit louder and kind of looked at her mom and I. I nudged her mom and she went, oh, good girl. Well, then she took that boy down. Oh, good. He needed it. And you know what? (laughs) He was watching his manners the rest of the night. Yeah. He was thinking hard and she didn't have to take him down again. She just gave him the look and he went, oh, uh, okay, you mean it now. Yeah. And their mom was like, oh, that's so much nicer. (laughs) Amazing how the older dogs can help you out in training. If yep. they are stable and yep. well-behaved, let them tell you exactly when your teenager needs to be told off. I talked to a gentleman last night who has a 10-year-old older dog and a puppy in our puppy class. But I told him to run interference because the new puppy's a golden. His 10-year-old dog is a chihuahua. Oh, yeah, oh. no. And yeah. he said initially the chihuahua was fine with the puppy. But he said, now he's getting pretty reactive. And I said, well, your baby's bigger. Sure. I said, I bet she takes one front paw and swats him and she can hurt him. And I said, so in this case, you're going to have to protect your old dog. You know, at times put the puppy in a crate or an X-Pen. At other times, put your old boy in the X-Pen near where everybody is with a good bed and some treats. And don't make him live in there, but protect him from the puppy. And he was, oh, oh, being proactive, right? And I said, yes, exactly. Okay, I'm getting a memory of that movie, The My Bodyguard, where the kid that keeps getting picked on hires this guy to go to school with him and follow, it it was like a high school student. I didn't see that. Junior high kid hires a high school student to be his bodyguard at school. Okay. 
Okay. And so the first time he stands up to the bullies and they're all like, what? And then they look behind him. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of with the chihuahua. Stand behind the chihuahua and go, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. What she said. I'm the enforcer. But don't trust them without you being there. Right, 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 right. All right. Well, we talked about a whole lot on adolescence, so I hope that helps. Remember, there's a lot of physical things going on as your puppy changes, including his brain. He's not going to make good decisions behaviorally. Uh Uh-oh, Kate wants to say something again. Here she goes. So, Key's boy is a boy. Yes. And I've caught her a couple of times muttering. You told her about the increase in testosterone levels. Oh, oh yes. yes. That's important. Yes. Because that's yes. just like almost mind-blowing. Yes. It is for Key. She just keeps shaking her head and, and, and just repeating those numbers. Uh-huh. Teenage boys, the level of testosterone in their system can be as high as 1,700 times what it will be as an adult. So you can see why the brain isn't thinking well. Testosterone's a drug. Why they do silly things. Why you will look at them and shake your head sometimes. Why they think they're invincible. Why they think they're invincible. And after you told us that I look at teenage boys doing stupid things, you know, you see it on the news, you see it on TV, and I just think, hmm, I wonder if it's equal 1,700 times. (laughs) Human. Sure seems like it. Who was it that the AR doc, ER doctors said? UCSD. ER oh, doctors yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah uh, someone I knew was a note taker for an emergency room doctor, emergency room surgeon. And he was the one that he would walk around muttering, testosterone is a poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here are the so. things that I have to fix because of it. Now, that doesn't mean the female dogs going through adolescence aren't going to be nuts sometimes, too. But it does tend to be worse with the boys. However, I love my boys. Oh, me too. I love my boys. And they do grow up. They do grow up. And there's that last thing. Don't be surprised if the girl dogs make up to the guys in the house Uh and the boy dogs make up to the women in the house. And that means the girls will challenge mom and the boys will challenge dad. That's part of the natural world, too. Yep. All right. Well, we gave you lots to think about. I hope your young dog's adolescence goes a little easier well, now for you both know what? of you. If, you. if you have teenage children, you know what this is. And it, it seems to be longer through the humans, but it's not as long in dogs. So you can get through this much easier. Dogs faster. grow up faster. Much faster. And you'll never more. have to worry about your dog stealing the car keys and sneaking out at night. And <laughs> obedience classes are much cheaper than college. There you go. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.